Are you ready to hear the word? Pastor Joseph Pilgrim is going to be bringing the word, and you are going to be fed. So as he comes, watch this, especially for our students. Everybody say, this Wednesday, youth group starts back up. How many are excited for that? Where's all my students at? Raise your hands. Raise your hand. If you're a student in youth ministry, cool. Johnny, come on now. <laughs> hey, guys, invite your friends. Uh, we're going to have a good time. We're going to have Chick-fil-A for the first week. And, uh, we're, yeah, we're going to have the Lord's chicken, okay? We're going to start it off right. We're going to be blessed and full, all right? <clears throat> All right, a little backstory for those who don't know who I am. Um, I've been coming to Generations for 11 years now. It has been that long. It has been that long. And uh, I am blessed and honored to serve as our youth pastor here at Generations Church. This is my family, this is my group, this is my people. This was the group that we took to Reveal Conference this last year. Um, there was 29 of us, I believe, 29 of us, and we had a great time. God was moving, and God was all over this group. There was so much fun that happened that we had to make sure we got a picture so that Yvette couldn't yell at me. <laughs> and this is my wife. This is my wife, Amber. Um, I love doing ministry with my wife, uh, but this is my favorite ministry to do with my wife. To worship God. How many of you have ever expected a gift? <clears throat> expected something so much that you, um, you just, you had so much anxiety for it or you were just so ready for it to be there that you couldn't contain yourself. How many have ever been there? You've expected something. Well, I'm here to tell you today that God gives us gifts. But here's what we have to do. And you're going to want to write this down because this is the title of today's message. We have to keep asking. We have to keep seeking. And we have to keep knocking. Turn with me, guys, to Matthew 7. Verse 7 through 12. And while I do that, I'm going to just kind of tell you a little bit about some of the favorite things that I've received in my life. Um, I'm wearing one right now. It's not my watch. It's my wedding ring. And on my wedding ring, there are three different bands on it. And it's the same representation of the three strand cord that we did at our uh, wedding. And this gift was an anniversary gift that my wife kept secret, finally. She does not keep secrets very well with gifts, but she kept it a secret long enough till it finally came in, and I think I got it a few days early because she just couldn't 
contain it anymore. So everybody has a gift that they've received that they didn't know was coming, where they asked for it so much that when they got it, they were so excited that they couldn't contain themselves. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So have you found Matthew chapter 7? Awesome. Let's read real quick. It says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find it. Knock and and the door will open to you. For everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, you will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So in everything you do, so in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. So we're going to break it down a little bit. And we're going to start with the first part that says, ask, and it will be given to you. Ask, and it will be given to you. So what does it mean to ask? What does it mean? It means to to call for an answer. If I ask you a question, I'm asking for an answer right back. It means to put a question about. To make a request or make a request for. To call for or require. To set a price. And to invite. To ask is to invite. If I ask you to come over to my house, I'm asking you to, inviting you into my space. So many times we ask for things and we only ask one time. And we forget that it doesn't just say to ask once and you'll get it. It says to ask. And sometimes we're so bothered to continue asking for things that we feel like we're becoming a nuisance to God. How many of you have ever had something change last minute and you're like, oh, I don't want to bother the person I need to call because it's going to just, I'm that kind of person. Like we had students who didn't go to youth camp and they were already paid for, and I had to call and get a, a refund, which shouldn't be a problem, but my problem is I don't want to bother the person who's already doing their job, and yet that's their job. Their job is to take care of the things that we need to do. In the same instance, God wants to take care of the things that we ask for. We just have to ask for them. So what else does the Bible say about asking Bible says, if you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Matthew 21, 22. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. John 14, 13. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. John 15, 7. You see a a trend here, like there's a trend that happens when we ask. This is the confidence that we have in in approaching God, 
that we may ask anything according to his will, he hears us. 1 John 5, 14. You desire, but do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. I hate to break it to you, but you got to ask. You have to ask. God can't, can read your mind, but he wants you to ask. God can read your mind, but he wants you to ask because he wants a relationship with you. I'm getting ahead of myself. You have to ask. Next point is seek and you will find. Seek and you will find. How many of you have ever woke up in the morning, you, the night before you laid in bed, you were on your phone, and you just fell asleep, and your phone is now in the bed somewhere, and you're looking for it like this cat does right here? I have to tell you a quick story. I have to tell it myself. <clears throat> there was a time where I lost my wallet, and I couldn't find it. It was days. I don't know what happened. I think I was making you drive at the time because I couldn't find my wallet. And I tore the house up everywhere trying to find this thing. And I finally tell my wife, I'm like, can you help me find my wallet? I have no idea where it's at. I can't seem to... Uh, Remember where I put it. As I get older, I forget things easier. And I'm not even that old yet. So <laughs> I tell my wife, I was like, I, I just don't remember where I put it. She goes, well, did you check your night table where you always put it? Yeah, I checked that. It's not there. Lo and behold, she walks in. And just underneath, I believe that was something. I don't remember what was on top of it. But she just moves it, and there sits my wallet. And I'm like, Thanks. Thanks for finding that. I've been looking for that for a while. But how many of you seek God in that way? How many of you seek his will that way? How many of you would sit here and say, I know God's plan for my life because I know what he says about me. Say that. <clears throat> but, what is seeking? What, is truly, what does it truly mean to seek something? The word seek in Hebrew, in Strong's Concordance, seek means to search out by any method. To search out by any method. But in the Greek, it means seek to find. Although Strong's gives more of a meaning and elaboration, the core meaning of the word seek supports God's desire to be found. To seek something is to crave after it. One who seeks is tenacious. One who seeks is tenacious. How many of you would say that you're tenacious when it comes to reading the Word of God? That you're tenacious when it comes to worshiping God? I would say that. <clears throat> so, what does it look like to seek God? I have a list. How do we seek God and, and the will that he has for our lives? We worship him. We praise him. We thank him. I know these are real basic bullet points, like anybody could have come up with these. I did it, though. 
We trust him and rely on him rather than ourselves or anyone else. We seek God first when we, and we go to him for comfort, for strength and reassurance, acknowledging who he is and what he can do. And lastly, we read his word to better understand who he is. To seek God is to truly understand who he is, and so we have to understand what he says before we even say, I know who God is. But it's not a job description. That list that I just showed you, this this whole list, this list of things, it's not a checkbook. It's not a, I have to check this box or I have to do this. It's not a job description. Jesus calls us to follow him. That was his call for us. Jesus said, come and follow me and I will send you out to fish for people. Matthew 4.19. This list of things here, like I said, it's not a job description. These are things we get to do freely to seek his face, to seek him out. Jesus is not concerned with us checking bullet points off of this. He is concerned that our hearts are full and that our faith is infectious. It's not about the list before. It's that our hearts are full and that our faith is infectious. For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Jeremiah 29, 11. To know the will of God is to not worry about what you think is your future. I'll say that again. To know the will of God is to understand that God has your future in plan. In purpose. He knows what he's going to do next with your life. So with that, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Proverbs 3 5. You have to trust him. You have to. I'm having to trust an eye doctor right now because before. I can see just, whoa, sorry. I can see just fine like this. But it came, man, I really do have to trust that guy. Because after an appointment, after understanding that, hey, you can't see as good as you you thought you could, you have to now wear glasses. So we have to trust God in the same way that we trust people around us. You trust your Uh, dad to make the right decision for your family whenever you're doing something different. You might be living in a house and all of a sudden dad's like, got a new job, got to move. You trust him to make the right decision. You trust your spouse to do what's best for you. Kids, you trust your parents that they're going to put food on the table for you at the end of the day. In the same way that we trust people of this world who seem to fail us more than God does, We should trust God even more. I'll say that again. In the same way that we trust people on this earth that seem to fail us 
because people are people, not God. We should trust God in everything with all our heart and lean not on our understanding because he is perfect. Final point. Are you ready? Knock. And the door will be open for you. Knock, and the door will be open for you. So many times we, uh, we think we just have to ask first, and then we stand there at the door and knock. But there's that middle part that we miss, that we have to seek his will. You can ask all you want, but if you're not seeking the will of God... If you go back to that list in the, in the scripture that's talking about asking, we have to do the will of God to be given the things that he, we ask for. We have to be in the will of God to do the, get the things that we ask for. You can ask all you want, but if you're living in sin, do you think God will give it to you? Knock, and the door will be open for you. So many times we knock one time and think that's all we need to do. How many people have gone to somebody's house and knocked on the door and nobody's home? And you're like, well, I'll just come back tomorrow. They're probably busy. And you don't want to bother them. Kind of like when you're asking for things. You don't want to bother them. You just kind of, that's me. But here's the thing. Knock and the door will be open for you. God, I'm in your will. I've been asking for it. And I'm just waiting for this door to be open. Sometimes it's not just one knock. It takes persistence. It takes being tenacious to get that door opened. How many of you go through a situation and you're like, well, God, I just... I need this, and you ask for it, and you're in his will, and yet the door doesn't open right away. And how many just give up right there? I've been there, done that. You're just like, I've, I'm done. God doesn't hear me. I just, I needed the door open yesterday, God, and you didn't do it. So I'm just going to go figure out how to do it myself. Keep asking Keep seeking him and keep knocking. So often, though, things happen in our life and we kind of hyper-focus on the problem rather than realizing that the solution, if we just zoomed out, is around there somewhere. If we take the minute issue that happened at 3 o'clock yesterday afternoon and didn't stick on it and go, oh, woe is me, this is going to ruin my day. If we would zoom out and go, oh, that's not that bad, actually. I'm going to zoom into a picture real quick. We used this picture earlier, and so many of us, when we take a group photo, we want to zoom in on what we look like. So this, 
I did this to myself. I didn't do this to anybody else. <clears throat> but isn't that a handsome guy? I mean, he could probably shave. He could. Uh, why is he wearing two lanyards? Like, he could probably brush his teeth a little bit. Maybe, maybe comb his hair. So often we want to hyper-focus on the problems of what's going on around us or the situation that's at hand, but yet if we just took a moment and zoomed out, we would see the beauty of what God is doing in our life, of what he's called us to do, of what he's doing now and what he will continue to do in our life from here on out. This right here, you could focus in on every individual person and pick out a flaw. I'm sure you could. But in the grand scheme of all of it, it's a beautiful picture of a beautiful group of people where people in this picture are seeking God and doing the will of God and knocking, waiting for God to open a door for them. Don't give up knocking on a door. Stay in the will of God. Keep asking. It's not bothering him. God is outside of our time frame because what happens is, is we think, oh, it's got to happen today, tomorrow, within the week. And God's like, I haven't called you to that yet. Just stay faithful to where you are. Keep seeking me. Keep asking. Yes, I've put that desire on your heart. But keep asking. Keep seeking me. And keep knocking. When that door comes open, I will open it. When that door comes open, I will open. So keep asking. Keep seeking. And keep knocking. Worship team, come on up. We're going to pray real quick. <clears throat> It's not about checking a list. It's about the condition of our heart. And if you are struggling with something, if you are standing there going, I've been asking, I've been knocking, I've been, been seeking God, and yet no answer has come, what do I do? Stay faithful. Stay faithful to the calling that God has placed on your life. So many people want to deconstruct their faith and sit here and go, well, God didn't do this at this time, so it must mean this. No, God's doing things in his time, not our time. Stay faithful. You are called to a greater purpose than this life. Keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking.
you have anything that you want to bring to the altar, anything that you want to ask of him, just like Pastor Joseph said, keep knocking. Seek him in your worship. Seek him in the mundane, in the day-to-day. Seek him in the car when you're by yourself and worship. Worship your way through it all. Your way is better. Your 
does it in the reverse. God knocks on the door of our heart and says, hey, let me in. He seeks us out like the lost sheep of the herd to bring us home to him. And he asks us for one thing, to follow him. To follow him. When Jesus knocks on the door, I hope you open it. And if you haven't done that so far in your life, now is better than any time. The altar is open. Prayer team, if you want, come forward, and they'll pray with you. They're gonna, we're going to open this up for everybody. If you have something you've been asking for, something you've been praying for, and you're asking God for an answer, these people are here to pray with you. If you want to accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, today is the day that you have been called to do so. Jesus has set it aside and said, hey, I've been knocking at your door. It's time to answer. Jesus knocks on the door of our heart. He seeks us out. And he asks us to give us, give him our life. And in the same return because he is such a great God and a good father, he gives us another gift. That gift is eternity with him. That gift is eternity with him. So we're going to continue. Let's go back into that bridge real quick. And if you need prayer for anything, the altar's open. Come and pray. Seek God. Let's just let the Holy Spirit move in this moment.
Joseph. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Lord, may your word take root in our hearts and bear fruit. And may the word that is in our hearts be watered and bear fruit. And may the hearts that have been hardened, may they be broken up by the plow of your word. Thank you, Lord, for the words of Jesus that have come alive for us today. Thank you for worshiping with us today. We're so honored to have Shake and Karen and Samuel Anderson back with us today. Amen. Your boy did good, Pastor Shake. Awesome. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his countenance toward you and give you his peace. God bless you. Keep asking, seeking, and knocking and answering the Lord's call in your life. In Jesus' name.